Welcome to the Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice and general guidance surrounding the working world. Good morning and welcome to the Park Podcast. I'm Tony Bracken. I'm Gemma Marshall. And here we are today. We welcome Steph Gibbo. Now, in this series of podcasts, we're going to be inviting a selection of experts in their field to discuss their career. And so our guest is Steph Gibbo, who is fundraising manager for Macmillan. So we wanted to pick Steph's brains to hear about her career thus far and also what attracted her and what's kept her in her role. So we're delighted to have you join us, Steph. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a bit about yourself in your current role? Yeah, so I am Steph. Um, I'm married. I have a five-year-old daughter called Edie and a completely wild dog called Jack, who is one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I work at Macmillan Jersey. So I am head of operations and income there for the charity and I am based at The Lounge, which is our charity book cafe on Burrard Street. Mm. Lovely. Yeah, it's um, I I mean, I visited myself. I'm Mm. sure many of our listeners will have as well. Um, I mean, what is the sort of function of of your role? What's your responsibility? What you know, what, what do you do? So I head up the operations there, so kind of the processes of the service and the income team. Mm -hmm. And then my main responsibility is obviously bringing the money in for the charity. So we need to bring in around half a million a year. Um, And that's through various different channels. So whether it's events, community fundraising, individuals, um, grant applications. Um, So kind of going out and looking at all the different streams and ensuring Mm. that I bring that money in. Yeah. And so, I mean, as as far as that goes, that sort of half a million pound, is that to fund the service that you're providing from, from the cafe, from the hub? to the community? Yeah, sure. So we've got um, our Cancer Support and Wellbeing Centre, which is at the Lido Medical Centre. It's okay. called the Oasis. And all of our services are delivered from there. So we offer practical information, mm-hmm. emotional support and wellbeing mm. and group services to anyone affected by cancer in Jersey. So that's not just the patient, um, but also their family and friends. Yeah. Great. And also work colleagues. So okay. it could be the person that sits next to you on the desk at work sure. um, that just needs to know what to say to you. If you go into work and you say, I've been diagnosed with cancer, your colleague might just want to know what to say, more importantly, what not to say, actually. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all of our services are provided from there. They're all free. And we fund that, but also we've got our charity book cafe, which is the lounge, mm. um, and that is an income stream for the charity. Okay, brilliant. And I mean, how did you get into this line of work? Uh, so I joined the charity nearly three years ago, and when I joined, I actually came in as the operations manager. Mm-hmm. And then a year into the role, we had um, an internal restructure. And we kind of moved the staff around. Um, And as part of that restructure, we created a senior management team. So there's our CEO, myself, which is head of income and operations, and then our head of service. Um, And actually, the lady that was doing our fundraising at the time has now moved and is our service manager. And then we kind of combined the operations and the income. So I joined as operations, but then kind of organically became income and operations um, just before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Great timing. Yeah, <laughs> great timing. And, and so why 
why did you want to work for a charity? Did you want, you know, when you were looking for an opportunity at that time three years ago, was the charitable sector something you were focused on or...? Yeah, I think it was about being part of the community. So I've always worked in community-based work. And when I was looking for a new challenge, I was looking at the charity world. And Macmillan Jersey is just a charity that I think resonates with everybody. Everybody's affected by cancer in some way or another. And I, I saw the job and just thought, I would absolutely love to do that. And as you can imagine, it's the most fulfilling feeling yeah, ever, going to work every day, yeah. making money for such an amazing cause. Um, so I guess, yeah, it, it. I think it goes back to the cause. So yes, working in the charity world is great, but also the actual charity you work for, I think mm. that's where the yeah. fulfilment comes. Yeah. What was the interview process like for you to get the job? It was actually really was it right? nice. It was good. I <laughs> Not mean, many people say that, do no. they? <laughs> yeah, everybody we work with is so lovely. Um, and it was just really quite welcoming. Oh, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. And do you have a team below you that supports you? Yeah, so I've got, um, we've got an operations manager. Mm. Um, and then the, I manage the lounge team as well, which is our uh, cafe supervisor and our um cafe assistant but we've also got loads of volunteers so the charity has around 60 volunteers um so a lot of the management is also managing the volunteers um and we really couldn't do what we do without them actually yeah yeah. it's such an important part isn't it yeah and are they sort of consistent volunteers or do you actively recruit and look for volunteers bit of both so we've got um regular volunteers we've got cancer support volunteers that do training Mm. um to be able to be a listening ear to Mm. people that are coming into the center as a drop-in um and then we've got our kind of ad hoc volunteers that help us with our events um and then we've obviously got regular lounge volunteers that work in the cafe Mm. and our board members are all volunteers also okay um so it varies really great so how would you encourage anyone who wants to volunteer with you to just to get in touch with you directly yeah absolutely i think if you're looking to do some volunteering there's so much on offer it's it's not just a regular thing Mm. if you can't commit to a weekly thing you might want to commit to a monthly thing or you might just want to be considered for For an event or something and yeah we we just love welcoming we've got we've got an internal thing we call ourselves the green team so (laughs) it's kind of our internal group and that's our our volunteers our staff our board and also our supporters sure great Right. And so, as you said, three years with them. I mean, you know, I'd imagine, especially considering the event side of things, etc., that, you know, the role isn't a standard nine to five job. Um, you're obviously, as you said, a busy mother. Your husband's also got his own business. So how do you manage everything? Lots of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. Well, kind of. Um, Yeah, we. My work is so flexible. Our CEO um, is also a really busy working mum. Yeah. Um, Her husband's also got his own business, so she's so understanding. Um, and we we work quite flexibly. So not in all of our roles, but particularly in the role I do. It's not a nine to five. Mm. It can be a nine till two and then a five till seven. Yeah. Um, we we have 
we know what our job is, we know what our objectives are, um, and we're very much built on trust and the understanding sure. that we get our job done. And mm. we're doing it for a charity, we're yeah. doing it for a cause. Mm. Yeah. So um, it can be flexible. Um, and, yeah, we, we have the option of after-school club if things run over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I guess you also mentioned that... that you know, a lot of this started, you know, um, in the early days and, and the pandemic hits. And yeah. how has that impacted both you personally and the charity? Yeah, quite the charity massively. We, I obviously entered the income role just as we hit the pandemic. Mm. So I'm kind of entering this role and thinking, oh, my gosh, I now need to bring in half a million pounds. Mm. And we've got mm. no events, mm. no community fundraising, Um we had some amazing individuals that were doing challenges, which was great. Um, so financially, we were at quite a crisis point, really, for the charity. Mm. Um, but we did manage to get through the pandemic. We had um, a large donor that came forward and made a donation in memory of her father, um, which pulled us out of that amazing. financial crisis, mm, yeah. which was amazing, um, and put us in a good position for this year. Um, but as you can imagine, our services were busier than ever yeah. because of the impact of that. So not only were people having to deal with a cancer diagnosis, they were also having to deal with staying at home because yeah. they weren't able to go out because they were high risk. Mm -hmm. And the knock-on effect that that has on their family, on their friends. So actually our services were busier than, than mm -hmm. we had been before. We'd adapted our service to not only do... Um, face-to-face -face when we could, when yeah. the government guidelines were that we could, but also doing home visits, okay. so going to people's homes, um, and also phone services, so yeah. um, kind of counselling over the phone. Um, so we, we knew that we had to bring in more money because of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was really challenging. And I think from a personal perspective... Um, again, my work was just so great, so flexible. They obviously really care about our well-being. Mm. Um, but we were living in a two-bedroom flat during yeah. the first lockdown and my husband wasn't working because his work was closed. So he was homeschooling, and I say that very lightly. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think much homeschooling went on. Yeah. I think they were watching... Um, documentaries and oh. he was classing that as homeschooling yeah, that <laughs> oh penguin, i like that penguins style. And whales. Yeah. yeah so that yeah that'll do um but yeah so that was a bit of a challenge because mm. i was kind of having to stay in the bedroom um whilst they were in the lounge which was quite tricky yeah. at times but yeah. it was fine we, we got out quite a bit and i guess walking all all the stuff that everybody was involved with so much time on zoom etc etc yeah, et cetera, et cetera. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got zoomed out really yeah yeah yeah, 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 it was, yeah yeah it became a bit of a Okay, we're over Talk, Zoom now. Zoom exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I think sorry. That is a yeah. yeah, my batteries ran out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Connection problems. Yeah. Classic pajamas yeah. on the bottom, shirt yeah. on top. And what about your daughter? How did she find it? She... Both parents at home. It must have been odd. Oh, she's such a home bird. She loved it. Did she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she loves isolating. It's really strange. <laughs> She loves being at home. She loves school, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But she loves being at home and she loves being around us. And I guess it is quite unique because it's a time we'll never have again. Yeah, There's never yeah. going to be a time in yeah. our lives, hopefully, fingers crossed, where we are all together. And I think mm. because Kyle, my husband, works so much, she doesn't get to spend that time with him. Mm. 
So actually, I think it was quite valuable and I think she really mm. enjoyed it. And um, do you think that, that, that there's been any sort of longer term impacts, both for you and, you know, in your job yeah, from the pandemic? Definitely. I think it will take us a long time to recover from it, certainly mm. from our uh, from a work perspective, because events still aren't going ahead for yeah, us. They're, yeah. they're cancelled again this year. We will have one event, which is our Get Together for Good event in September that we partner with JT to do, because that can be done virtually and in person. Sure. But our annual Rowathon, which is a really big event for us, mm. has been cancelled. Um, and we've got a cycle challenge in September, which is due to go to Italy. So we're fingers crossed that that will yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We are hopeful that it will. Um, but what is the, will, what's the cycle challenge? It's we've got fifty cyclists, fifty traveling wow. to Bologna and cycling to Rome. Oh my so it's goodness. a mass Whoa. challenge. Wow. Yeah, they're amazing and they're all out. They're I mean, all I, practicing at the moment, aren't they? Practicing. Yeah. I actually this morning took the dog for a walk and bumped into some of them cycling up oh, Gorey Hill. Really? Um, and they'd been out since like five thirty this morning, so they're going before work. And then after work to get the to get, to get the, the miles, miles in, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah amazing. Yeah. You no, know, like you're talking 100, 170 miles on on the ride. So it's wow. crazy. So um, and they're doing some great fundraising events. We've got golf day. We've got there's an Italian um, meal event this evening. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're really hopeful it will go ahead. And I guess it's that bit trying to be creative. Yeah, and, exactly. yeah. I guess you know people come to you though, don't they, to with their suggestions and with how they want to contribute. Yeah, exactly. And that's a great part of the job, really, because you get to be really creative mm. with people and yeah. support them um, in different fundraising things that they want to do. Um, and it's just great because then it gives us ideas as well. So there's often been events that individuals have started. So like the golf day, for example, started originally with one person doing it as an individual fundraiser. And then it's escalated into an actual charity event that we've then done every year. Yeah. Um, so it's great because we get to kind of collaborate on yeah, things. Have a bit yeah. of fun with it as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and what what do you feel for you is, is that sort of career highlight? Is there a, a particular time, moment event experience that stands out for you getting through the pandemic yeah. i mean like in january of last year it was looking great you know i was mm. thinking got this new role it's amazing a little bit nervous about bringing in the money but i thought it'd be fine then march hit and i just thought oh my Go. gosh how yeah. on earth am i gonna bring in half a million pounds for the charity mm. and at the time you feel the pressure but like i say the organization that i work for they're so lovely and considerate that there was constant reminders that there's no pressure it's fine we're a team we can do it yeah um so i think really that's the highlight yeah. actually sitting in our strategy day this year which happened to be in february because of covid and just the kind of great feeling that we managed to do it yeah yeah um, even with those challenges yeah. and i guess you know with with this whole sort of covid situation it, it was always like well hopefully in a couple of months it'll be over hopefully yeah. in a couple of months you know <laughs> we'll be back to normal but as you say you're still cancelling events now so we're not back to normal so it's still ongoing i guess that challenge isn't it, it is. so how do you stay motivated steph what do you do you know personally to keep your energy high I think, do you know what? I think a lot of my kind of self-motivation comes from gratitude. So just being thankful. So being thankful for my family. Mm. Um, I'm really fortunate that I've got amazing friends. Um, and we're we're kind of like social bunnies, our family. So we do, we go out a lot, we do lots of things. And then just so thankful for my job. 
and the people I work with and like I said to you earlier the fulfillment of what I yeah. do when mm. I when I go to bed every night and I think about and I think until you've been in that environment at our cancer support center and you've observed some of the situations you just there's no feeling like it so although mm. lots of people say oh you know, it must be really difficult working in that environment because you're with people that have been diagnosed with cancer or have been affected by cancer. And that's true, but they come in with one feeling and they leave with another because our amazing trained staff are Mm. able to support them. Um, So just being so thankful that I'm able to contribute to that, Mm. bring the money in to be able to fund it is definitely yeah, self-motivation yeah, yeah I bet I guess that that's interesting isn't it that people would say the first thing they'd probably think to say is yeah oh it must be hard because you're thinking about the emotional side of it etc cetera, etc cetera, forgetting that yes whilst that's there you're actually trying to to, to bring positivity yeah. into that yeah, you know absolutely. into that and that's what it's all about it's trying to for a lot of people lots of people have a huge network of family and friends that they can confide in and chat to but sometimes in that situation, you want to talk to somebody you don't know. Yeah, someone yeah. partial, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Um, and you can have, you know, thousands of people around you and still feel completely isolated and alone. Yeah. So to be able to come and speak to somebody about that feeling that you don't know um, is invaluable. And we run group support sessions as well. So you're with people that are also going through the exact same experience as you. Mm. Um, and that's really supportive mm. in itself. Because I bet sometimes people feel that they don't want to burden their family and friends with it as well, isn't mm. it? Whereas mm. obviously they are there to help, but they just want that space. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we support the family and friends as well and the work colleagues. And quite often that's about them coming to us to say, I just don't really know what to say. Yeah. yeah. Or I don't really know how to, to deal, deal with, with it. it. You know, and guidance on what to expect because for the patients, they can have support in other angles from healthcare professionals, yeah. um, consultants um, and the hospital. But f- sometimes for the family members, they don't really know what's going on. So to be able to come yeah. and just get some guidance on what to expect, you know, what tr- what the kind of the side effects of the treatments are going to be, um, is just really a great mm. place for people to come. Yeah, brilliant. And, and I guess there's some sort of training that both you and anybody that would volunteer and get involved, you know, is there a... And is that does that come from... Obviously, you're part of a... You know, it's not just a Jersey charity is what I'm saying. So I guess there's a network to call upon for, for that sort of expertise. Yeah, so we are... So it's it's really difficult, actually, because we never quite get this message across really clearly. So we are part of Macmillan UK, mm. but we're completely independent. Okay. So we have a collaboration agreement with them. Mm. So absolutely, the training that they deliver is incredible, is and it? we yeah. do get that. But in terms of our funding and our services, sure. it's completely local. Okay. So any money that we raise here stays here, and we don't receive any funding at all from Macmillan UK. So right. it's a little bit different to some of the other UK charities mm. um, that are based here in that we are completely independent. But what we do get from Macmillan UK, which is amazing, is the really strong brand yeah. um, and all of the resources mm. and training. Sure. So when somebody joins the charity, they will go through a whole host of training. Mm. And that includes various things like... Um, understanding what cancer is understanding treatment side effects um 
we've all done a great course which is called Listening and Responding. Um, and the idea of that is if somebody comes and speaks to you about something, how you listen, it's about being an active listener. Sure. Um, and actually, it was great because you use that in every walk of yeah, life. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah some um, of those skills are, are life skills, aren't they? So yeah. yeah. So we put our volunteers and our staff through a whole kind of training course to be able to then be what we call on our on our cancer support and wellbeing centre floor mm. to then support those people coming through the door. Mm. And and so what would you what sort of advice and tips would you offer somebody that wanted to start a career or get involved in 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 this sector or, you know Macmillan directly? Yeah, I think if you're interested in working um in the charity world then for me, I think it's about finding that charity that mm. resonates with you because if the passion is there, then the rest comes with it. Yeah. And I think that um, we as a team have all been there for a long time and a lot of that is because we all feel so passionate about the cause. Mm. Um, so I would absolutely say, you know, if you're interested in children, for example, yeah. there's so many amazing children children's charities in Jersey um, and I guess that's a starting point looking at those and then looking at the ones that kind of resonate with you same with cancer charities there's so many and yeah. each of the charities do different sure. um, things so um, it's so I think certainly for me I would say it's such a lovely place to work you there's no I, for me there's no other job that would give me more fulfillment yeah. um, and it's almost like it's that feeling when you go to the gym in the morning and you go home and you feel amazing because actually you think, I really don't want to go to the gym. But then you go and you get home and you go, wow, I feel great yeah. now. Yeah, so glad I did. Yeah, yeah. that's it. The and some mornings and... you wake up and you're tired or you're really busy and you're rushing around. And then as soon as I get to work, I'm instantly calm because mm. it's just such a nice place to work. And then when I leave, I feel like, you know, I've done something really good today. Yeah. Every day, I feel yeah, like that. even if I've yeah. actually personally done nothing, yeah, yeah you, 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 you just yeah. have that feeling of you can't buy that. No, though, you that can't feeling, buy can that. You, you know, yeah. and it, it, it's it's obviously interesting in, in the line of work that we do. You know, we often see people at the stage where they're looking to leave an employer, not always because they just want to progress or, or, or you know, they want to change. You know, sometimes it's because they're not feeling fulfilled, fulfilled or yeah. happy and they don't have those things to say. So I think it's been really nice to hear um, how positive you feel. Um, and, and I think, again, the tips about, you know, if you want to get involved, you know, you start by looking at what you're passionate about and then, you know, driving that um, as well as, you know, maybe practising gratitude because that's obviously what you continually do to to keep yourself motivated and positive yeah brilliant thank you very thank much you for joining so us much. Steph. So and um, yeah thanks goodbye thank you for listening to the park podcast sharing tips advice and general guidance surrounding the working world 